Hi, this is Carrie Life Art and you are listening to podcast Body is a Temple in this episode. It is so simple to ask the heart and the way you can start asking the heart is by um, one is really by like creating a sense of silence or a meditation within oneself where you can listen really deeply to what the answer is. But that comes also with practice. So something that somebody could do right away would be um, a sense of feeling and connecting in with their heart. And it's not the physical heart so much, it's like the heart energy. So it's not like the physical heart, like feeling the physical heart. Um, and it's not, not that either, but it's, it's mainly like the energy of the heart center. And just feeling like, is this a yes? And yeses usually feel really expansive, really expanded, really like, oh, yes. And then the noes often feel like, oh, that feels a little uncomfortable, that feels contracted, that feels, um, that doesn't feel in alignment. And that's also something that, that I do as well, is I listen to the energy. So I, I'll ask my body or my heart a question, and I'll feel, I'll feel where it lands in terms of the alignment of it. Like, does this feel aligned? Hi, this is Kari Life Art and you are listening to Body is a Temple, podcast that will motivate and inspire you to live longer and look younger. Enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome to Body is a Temple podcast. It's going to be episode number 46 and my guest today is Kayla. Say hi. <laughs> hi. So we're going to have some giveaway today for you guys. Uh, so bear with us and listen to the very end. And um, in the introduction, I just want to tell you that one of the most important thing for me is your feedback. So I would really... Uh, want you to support me in this way this is something super simple does not cost you anything and it uh, means really a lot for me and helps me to build better podcast and giving a feedback also uh, will be a part of um, uh, winning this giveaway so uh, leaving a review sending the message to my uh, instagram on, or to kayla's instagram we're gonna tell more about what's the giveaway but I want to motivate you to uh, give this feedback with this uh, giveaway because this is also information for us. Like, what did you took from this podcast? What did you listen? The, what did you apply? Or like, how it resonates with you? So this is uh, the first thing. And um, then I want to also invite you to check on my online um, courses about stretching and fixing the lower back pain because this is my big uh, passion to help others. Um, live healthier life and look younger and I'm sharing my best practices about what can you do to support your body and um, just be healthier and uh, even do a split at any age so the link is gonna be in the show notes of the episode or also on my social media and the last thing is my partner uh, energy bits uh, that makes um, food made of algae uh, to be precise, uh, spirulina and chrolerla. It's not a supplement, it's a food. It's super nutrients dense. It has over 
40 uh, vitamins and minerals and this is my biohack for, for traveling because I don't like to eat in the airplanes or uh, in the airports and I always keep this kind of food with me that keeps me to uh, feel full and also nutrients my body and like be focused and have energy to read something or listen something during the travelings and I'm going to travel a little bit this month so that's why I want to share this uh, with you and uh, yes let's go to today's episode and we're going to talk about the spiritual journey and uh, uh, learning to talk with your uh, spirit guides and at the beginning, I always ask my guests to just a basic questions like, can you introduce yourself? Where are you from? And where you were growing up, literally? What were you studying? What was your first career and your first job? Okay, well, thank you for having me, Karina. Um, so my name is Kyla Williams. I grew up in Canada for the first half of my life. And then I've been living in the UK for the last 16 years up until moving to Tulum um, eight or nine months ago. Uh, so going back to when I was a child, so when I was a child I was always very sensitive. I could feel things, I could see things, I could hear things, I would know things um, that not everyone else around me had access to. And as a child, um, becoming more familiar with what that was and <laughs> in an interesting story my family moved into uh, an old building in uh, 19 like a 1913 building uh, when I was younger about eight or nine years old and not long after moving in did we find out that the space was haunted and we found out that it was haunted through seeing things moving or hearing things moving, or um, having customers in the restaurant say that they were sitting beside somebody suddenly, and um, or they saw something move, or you know. And my father actually um, was in the kitchen one morning on his own, like quite early, because he was prepping for the day, and he had all of these pots and pans and spatulas and everything flying around the kitchen. And up until that point, my father was an absolute non-believer of energy <laughs> or spirits or ghosts, or ghosts. Um, and and from that moment he was like okay yes okay yes there is I yep okay I got it yep and then from that point um, both my mother and my father were inspired to have somebody come and you know do a reading on the house to find out what why the ghosts were there and what they were wanting to communicate so at a very young age I was introduced to sort of supernatural I guess you could say um, I was learning to understand, you know, what these abilities were to hear and see things that weren't actually physically tangible. Um, so from a very young age, having those abilities, which I feel that children, um, either if they have very traumatic experiences, end up developing over hypersensitivity, or um, it's something that children naturally come in very open, very sensitive. Um, have you ever felt fear towards those uh, experience? I think it's more curiosity, you know, just uh, wanting to understand one, how and why I was seeing it and, and why, 
it was physically appearing in the space. So I think more curiosity. I mean, we did do some really silly things in the restaurant as well, like, yeah, just <laughs> little silly, like, ghosty things that ended up scaring us, yes. But in, in general, you know, more curiosity at, you know, hearing sounds that weren't being generated from anywhere, anything really nearby, or seeing things cross your path, or seeing, like, physical objects, you know, being picked up and dropped like not seeing it picked up but seeing it lifted up without anything there and it dropped so um yeah it was but that's pretty scary even for me now <laughs> is it <laughs> yeah it, i don't i don't know i think um maybe i've just approached life with a lot more curiosity than fear and more awe and amazement at at everything and you know i guess after a while it If, if you grow up in an environment that things are happening, maybe it's more, it becomes more normalized, like anything in, in a family home when something's happening, it becomes normalized, even if it's a negative thing. So uh, for me, it was um, just sort of a very curious thing that was happening in my environment. Um, so also from that place as well, my, I've, you know, my mother, I found out was very sensitive and she had clairvoyant audience um, abilities and my sister as well very sensitive um, very open and I too was you know open and sensitive and from the point when my mum opened up a healing center when I was 13 I then became um, exposed to and introduced to different energy mediums um, different uh, healing modalities like chakras um, <laughs> drum medicine drumming you know like Native American, Aboriginal, healing, um, these types of things from a very, very young age. So although it wasn't a main feature in my life, it was something that was paralleling my life. Um, and as a child as well, <coughs> I, being sensitive and being quite introverted and very curious and very inward, um, I started connecting with what I later called spirit you know, understanding my connection to spirit, which was a connection that I had through connecting with myself um, and also connecting with my heart and, and navigating life with spirit's guidance and the guidance of my heart, so from a very, very young age. Did you have any spiritual breakthroughs like Um, have you like been uh, certain that you want to walk this path like since you had this experience as a child and you knew that you want to keep going and explore more or uh, or did you like was interested in something else and at some point the spirits like called you hey no you need to walk the spiritual life how, yeah. how what's what's the story <laughs> yeah so actually when my mom opened up the healing center I remember this sort of medicine woman came in and She had told my sister and I that we would be healers um, and that we would be helping with healing the planet, etc., etc. At the age of 13, one doesn't take that very seriously, you know, and I was just like, oh, okay. And my sister and I were like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, my sister does social working, so in her own way, she is doing that. Um, mine is maybe less traditional. Um, the path that I've taken but from from that point we were kind of it the seed was planted I guess you could say and then I then later on pursued my love and passion for art and interior design so I actually ended up starting studying art visual arts and interior design 
and it wasn't until a couple of years later when I like came to uh, England when this flyer this aromatherapy flyer came through my door from one of the local colleges and I was like oh I've always been interested in you know aromatherapy I wonder what this is about and I ended up taking that course I think it was like four or five weeks and it was a free course and I thought this is amazing in England they have these things (laughs) Um, and I was like great so I did that and I absolutely loved it and at the end, I think that the facilitators, the teachers, saw how much I loved it and how much I was bringing to it because they then later offered me a free full-time course in holistic therapy. So I ended up getting my diploma in holistic therapy, doing you know um, all sorts of different types of massages, facials, reflexology, ear candling, or yeah. Um, beauty product making, um, anatomy and physiology, nutrition, counseling, all of this was offered to me for free. And so I would say that that is a pretty solid nudge from the universe saying, okay, we want you to go down this path. Yeah. So you had uh, a career like a, as, a, as an interior designer. Have you been working in the f- field for for a while or just studying so I just I loved drawing and painting and creating and sculpting mm-hmm. um, and so I started studying it uh, but then life I, I did get accepted into some further education into some universities with my artwork um, but with how life has happened it shifted into the holistic therapy um, side of things from that place okay so you then you started with the aromatherapy and then the holistic health of the mm-hmm. university and and what did you what what's what's your biggest take on from this um, knowledge that you had opportunity to learn there like what fascinates you the most I I don't know if I could say what fascinates me the most because everything everything absolutely fascinates me and I I think I approach life with the same curiosity and awe as I did as a child because I feel like every day I'm learning something new. Every moment, every interaction, like every connection that I have with another human being or an animal or nature, I'm always learning something. So to say what is the ultimate, I don't know if I could say what the ultimate takeaway is, but for me in my life, what has been the biggest gift would, I would say having that connection to heart, having the connection within myself to spirit, or realizing, acknowledging that I am spirit, or I am God, I am the creator. Um, and yeah, just the power and responsibility that comes with that. Yeah, it's beautiful, I like it a lot. So what is that you do at the moment? What do you offer to people? Like, what do you, what's your work? So my work actually is in supporting people, um, connecting with themselves, coming home to themselves, coming home to the truth of who they are through their connection to heart, through their connection to um, their power, their truth, their um, voice. Um, Yeah, just really supporting them, knowing that they are the one that they have been looking for. Everything that they need and everything that they want is in, within them. Nothing is outside of us. It, it sometimes is mirrored outside of us until it then becomes embodied and within us. But up until then, um, yeah, we're sort of navigating ourselves in this, in this world, trying to find something outside. 
when actually you know the mystery and the and the the jewels and the gems are all actually within mm -hmm. yes i agree also with that so if you could uh, tell a couple of tools that you use in your personal life to uh, to talk with your heart or something mm -hmm. that the listeners can also try it by themselves a mm -hmm. uh, couple of things couple of techniques or yes couple of tricks that you use how to connect with with your heart and also if you could imagine a person who is like super not believing or like not like really wanting to uh, to talk with their heart because they don't feel it, there's a point because they believe that the mind is more powerful like what mm. how would you convince this person to like just open a little bit and try mm. well that's very interesting because the mind is I don't know how to explain it like if you ask the mind something it will give you like a hundred answers it will have you thinking and overthinking and rethinking and double thinking <laughs> and with the heart you ask it and it just answers one simple answer it's not complicated it is so simple to ask the heart and the way you can start asking the heart is by um, one is really by like creating a sense of silence or a meditation within oneself where you can listen really deeply to what the answer is but that comes also with practice so something that somebody could do right away would be um, a sense of feeling and connecting in with their heart and it's not the physical heart so much as like the heart energy so it's not like the physical heart like feeling the physical heart um, and it's not not that either but it's it's mainly like the energy of the heart center and just feeling like is this a yes and yeses usually feel really expansive, really expanded, really like, <gasps> yes. And then the noes often feel like, oh, that feels a little uncomfortable, that feels contracted, that feels, um, that doesn't feel in alignment. And that's also something that, that I do as well, is I listen to the energy. So I, I'll ask my body or my heart a question, and I'll feel, I'll feel where it lands in terms of the alignment of it. Like, does this feel aligned? And it's almost like yes or no. And then I'll feel like the clarity in the yes. And if it's a no, then I don't have that. That's clarity that that's a yes. So I would say that the, the sense of expansion of a yes or the alignment for a yes. And then the no's is the contraction or where you can't quite get a reading. And it's like either yes or no. It's not, yeah, no halfways. Yeah, I think I heard something similar. Someone said like, if if the, your heart is selling, telling you yes, you like feel it like fully, like mm -hmm. it's like a hell yes. It's a yes. If there is like a little bit of doubt, it means mm, it's no. probably not the not the, yeah. the best idea. So yeah, thank you for clarifying that. And um, what do you that the podcast is uh, called the body is a temple? Mm. How can you relate to that? Do, do you agree with this? Well, I wouldn't say it is a temple, it is the temple, okay. for sure, because um, that is the way that we connect in this physical realm, you know, with spirit. Spirit is being, not even contained within this temple, but it is being um, carried in this temple, in our physical body. So yeah, I would very much say that this is a temple space because it's sacred, 
our bodies are sacred. What we put into our bodies is sacred. What we do with our bodies is sacred. You know, the energy that we um, we share from our physical body is sacred. It's like everything is everything that we do is expending energy, or like the share and exchange of energy through our, this temple space. So, like me being here, my physical body is housing the spirit that is speaking. And coming back to your holistic uh, studies, uh, what actually means uh, for you the holistic health or like living um, healthy holistically? Well, I mean, I think how from a Virgoan perspective, it can be very structured and very organized and very black and white. But as I've gotten older, I've really know what I feel is holistic living is listening, listening to the body, having a deep connection with the body and understanding what it, it's asking for, what it needs and what it wants. So that can sometimes, sometimes, sometimes change, you know, from moment to moment. And it's to maintain that, that alive, organic connection with the body and your, your physical being, to know what is in alignment, what is holistic, what is serving you, what is honoring and respecting your temple space. And uh, how we can learn that? Because I think, I feel like we are not really taught this in the school, which mm. is kind of like the most important thing uh, in, in life. That's why I'm doing this podcast, because I want to show people that if you're not take care of your body, where would you live? Just, there is no other place, you know, you can have another incarnation, but you're going to repeat the same mistakes if you're not starting this, this work in mm. this incarnation. Yeah, well, I think it comes a lot down to what I was saying about living through heart. It's really about quieting, quieting the mind, quieting the body, and really creating a deep listening practice with oneself so that you can build that relationship. And over time, the voice or the, the answers to the questions, like, is this food right for me, gets louder. Um, whereas at the beginning, it's like a little bit of a whisper because we're not used to listening to that voice or we're not quiet enough within ourselves to be able to receive the, the wisdom of the body or the wisdom of the heart. Um, but the more time we spend um, you know, in, quiet, in it quietening our, our mind or quieting our body, um, we can then start listening to the subtle uh, movements and the subtle energy and feeling and also listening. Um, listening means feeling. Um, just trying to put words to something that almost is wordless um, but yeah what I would say is really creating that deep practice of silence like within the body so meditation is a really great place to start to deepen that that connection to yourself and as that practice goes on and becomes more of an embodied practice then when you ask your body if you're out on the town and you're like is this right for me right now and then it's like oh, no it's not okay no but at the beginning, it's more of like, you know, building a relationship, really listening and like, what is that relationship and, and having the body respond. And also what's really important for um, developing the relationship is trusting, trusting what the body says, trusting what your heart says, even if it's like wildly crazy or, you know, illogical or new or different than what your mind or your, you've prescribed to in terms of a belief because the, the heart is always present. It's always in the now. How do I feel right now? 
what does my heart say right now? You know, what is my body saying right now? Because it doesn't matter what it was saying five minutes ago, because it's now. It is only now. So yeah, building that relationship is part of that practice. Yeah, beautiful. And um, you know, we are now in Tulum. I think it's like uh, for us quite like easy to slow down and like listening. And you know, we are surrounded in this beautiful nature and. Um, we have access to go to the jungle or to the beach, but um, I haven't been in a big city for a, quite a mm. long time. But I remember, like everything is in the rush there. You like rushing to for your uh, underground or to your bus, and then to work, and then to the shop, and like everything, like it's like super condensed. So, how would you recommend to people to like? kind of uh, break this pattern and like mm. start the change? Well, I would say schedule time in for yourself. Because, you know, we have scheduled time for work, we have scheduled time for sleeping, we have scheduled time for, you know, maybe time that we spend with our friends or, you know, that we spend with our partner or our family. Um, it's scheduling time for yourself, whether that's starting with five minutes a day or 10 minutes a day. I think that there's, I can't remember what proverb or there's, there's like something, if you don't have five minutes or ten minutes a day to sit with yourself, then you actually need like two hours, you know? So even just chiseling out, and it, it, it's a commitment, right? It's like a commitment to yourself. And a lot of the activities that are done on a daily life in the city is automated. You know, people aren't even thinking about what they're doing often. It's like just automatic or response-based, whereas when you schedule time out for yourself and you listen to your heart, the heart is always there, ready and willing to connect and to speak about what's in greatest and highest alignment for you in that moment, but it's not an automated thing. You have to start building that relationship until it becomes more automatic, that your, your um, awareness and attention and focus goes towards your heart rather than to the mind. It's like rebuilding a muscle of like connecting inward um, rather than up in the mind as well. So it's like reconditioning like a body. You know, you're, you know, you working with a body, you know, you have to recondition. And if you want to build muscles, you have to work at it. You have to go to the gym regularly. Well, it's like that with the heart. It's like you have to schedule time to build that muscle, to build that connection and to build that relationship. So then it becomes like, oh, yeah, I've got that connection to my heart. Like right now, I don't even have to think about it. It's like, it's right here. I feel it, you know? Mm, yeah, it's nice and beautiful. Uh, coming back to your, uh, your path of like changing the world and like supporting the world, I know you're still very interested in sustainable building. And you had some story also about being in Australia and like... Um, building a plan to make like a very nice community there. Mm -hmm. Can you tell more about this? Like if you could describe like perfect world, how would it look like? What kind of uh, houses would we have? Like how would we live uh, in the nature or with the nature? Like how would you describe this? It's really interesting question actually, because how I would have answered that prior to this now moment would have been quite different. But honestly, and I know this might sound controversial right now, but 
I know I've seen how perfect life is now. So in a way, I wouldn't change anything about now, how we're living now. Because I trust the perfection in what's happening and what's unfolding is in service of our highest and greatest truth. And that what's happening in the world is calling us calling us into our power, into our truth, into our light. Um, and sometimes we have experiences that are not comfortable and not pleasant so that it then transforms us or, you know, um, activates or, you know, some transformation within us so that we then bring that to the world. So for me, I would say it is perfect as it is right now. However, if you were to ask me what kind of well, if I were to create my dream building, what would it look like? That would be... Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be different. So um, for me, I really love um, earth building, as you know. Um, I, being in Canada and on Vancouver Island, um, there's a place called Salt Spring where they have all these different styles, um, like cob houses, rammed earth, hemp bale, all these types of styles. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I can say which one is my favorite because they're all very beautiful and unique. But at the moment, the super adobe is really calling to me um, because I love like the, the round curves that you can make with the, with the earth building. Um, for me, with earth, it feels really important to be connected to the earth. Um, I also recently heard of a process that was where you take these Mayan rocks into like a big furnace and then you drop um, and spray water on them and they poof into dust and then they use a little bit of resin to mix it up and to make like um, like an earth like mix. I don't know exactly what the process well, is called. I'm, what do you do with the dust? Or like no, then you make it into like a mud or like a cement, but um. it's natural cement and so this is what I'm interested in finding out about so can if I can mm -hmm. disturb with this because this is a very interesting topic for me too because I'm um, fascinated about uh, Asian civilizations mm -hmm. and uh, we already have so many proof and science cannot deny this because it's science proof about the construction of the pyramids where they at the beginning we thought they were uh, rock cutted but actually they were made of the natural cement and that's why they are so perfectly straight wow. and that's why they're matching each other so mm. perfectly and um, yeah it's already proven like how how they build the, the tunnels mm. and uh, actually the I don't know if you're aware that they are like perfectly shaped tunnels like perfect square under the pyramids no. So the scientists were like f trying to figure out like like how they dig those tunnels. First of all, like how they dig 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 the tunnels without like air conditions. So like what they were doing if there was too much CO2 and like how they did, did it without dying, you know, for such a deep thing. That was the first issue. And another issue, like how they did it so straight, which, which occurred now that they did not dig it. They just put the construction and they fill it with the cement. That's why they are so straight. And then they just took the the wood, you know, and the, wow. the cement like Amazing. left. And the same with the, with the rocks. So this is technology actually uh, known for thousands of years, which you're talking about. Ah, so this is kind of like, like I didn't realize a rejuvenation of this mm. one. Yeah, but mm. that's, that's, that's true. Like 
it's like like making a circle you're coming back to the roots mm. you know with this technology mm -hmm. instead of inventing something that is outside outside of us like a plastic or stuff like that mm -hmm. we can take what we have actually and just shape it naturally and then we can have the same radiation from the rock instead of like a artificial radiation from the the products that we are making in the factories because mm. Uh, each mineral uh, carries the radiation. That's why we're surrounded ourselves with the crystals because they mm. are carrying the information. And mm. yeah, that's super interesting. Yes. Yeah. So I think <laughs> that's what that's the kind of home I would love to build. Uh -huh. and, um, it would be definitely curvaceous uh -huh. and lots of natural light and windows and connection to nature. Mm -hmm. mm. And. Um, Where's your like dream house uh, located? Is it like in the community, in the town, or is it like super like far away from everything? Oh gosh, I don't know. Like right <laughs> now, I would say that you know the dream of like being out in nature, uh, definitely. Uh, do I could I envision a community there? Absolutely. I feel that that's what we need now more than ever in our. Um, lives is coming together in community rather than separation um, so yeah us coming together collectively with all of our unique gifts and services and working together and supporting one another I would say that would be probably the ultimate yeah awesome so changing the subject okay. if you could gain any kind of superpower mm. um, from tomorrow what would it be and why Okay, well, <laughs> I've kind of got two answers to this because ultimately my superpower that I would love to have would be able to communicate with everything and anything. Like anything from like a bug to a jaguar or, you know, any language, but be able to communicate, you know, with any language. But I would also like to add in teleportation <laughs> because... I would love to go to Australia. And Especially now when it's locked down. <laughs> that's the only way, teleportation. <laughs> teleportation. Um, I think that that's, yeah, that would save all the airport issues um, and travel, for sure. And that you wouldn't have to pack any food. Yes. Teleport. Everything yeah. is there. If you could tell um, a little bit more to the listeners about your work because we want to also have this as a giveaway uh, uh -huh. if we can talk about this maybe now you want to offer um, one hour uh, session correct yeah so um, I usually do healing sessions online uh, the healing sessions <laughs> vary depending on um, what's required in that exact moment um, it's very organic and live and I draw from all of my experience whether it be from holistic therapy background hypnotherapy energy healing um, you know women's health and well-being self-love practices um, so many things yoga breathing all these types of things come into the session whatever is needed so uh, you're working basically online or do you offer also retreats or like some Mm, some like I don't know um, summits or or conferences like where people like can find you like the best. Mm -hmm. Well, up until September last year, I was teaching a course called A Journey into Heart. Um, also, another course is a power, a pa like stepping into your power course, and the other one was an embodiment course. 
and the the fourth one from that was going to be like living prayer um so i do trainings and i also do retreats my business partner nikki hillis and i from emerita rose temple we put on day retreats and longer retreats for women um as well as i am dreaming up holding a course like a retreat here called loving you in um koba tulum so that maybe will come in november okay awesome so just to make clear super clear for the listeners that that in this podcast we are offering one hour online with you as mm -hmm. a giveaway yes um have you been mentioning something else at the beginning about the uh, the moon cycling uh well if as a bonus ah, okay. if they were interested um if they sign up for our newsletter on emrita rose temple so that's www.emritarosetemple.com then they can also receive a moon cycle chart so tracking your menstrual cycle and then finding the patterns and yeah learning to understand the power and wisdom in the moon cycle yes and of course in the show notes of the episode uh, i'm gonna put all the links where people uh, can sign up for this one so a couple of uh, last questions mm -hmm. um if you could advise one thing for the people that they can start doing from today something simple that really can apply from today even not tomorrow just after listening to the podcast mm. what would it be and why i would say learning to take a moment to s drop into your heart like letting go of the mind and just dropping into the heart dropping into the body and just beginning to ask your heart even if you don't know where it is just to, with intention to ask the heart questions or ask the body questions and listen and give space for that wisdom to come through do you um do you like writing also do you like uh recommend for people to write what they hear oh absolutely yeah people could write down what they hear or they could also share it because when you when you're witnessed in something as well it adds another dimension into it absolutely okay awesome um who are your mentors or people or spirits that influence your life the most um yeah someone who is inspiring you or mm. something that is inspiring you like yeah <laughs> i would say one of my greatest teachers is nature okay beautiful i haven't had mentors or teachers really um throughout my life because i've been developing that relationship uh with myself so like more of like the inner guru like what what am i what is true for me what is aligned for me um what feels good for me um although i've done a lot of training in lots of different things i've never had a teacher consistently throughout except for you know spirit or my inner guidance or my inner connection so which, what is the biggest thing that nature taught you so far oh perfection beauty um love um unconditional love <laughs> just i mean i don't know it just one of the things that i find really beautiful is i saw a tree once and it really moved me i saw a tree that grew around a metal fence mm. you know and i was like it always finds a way yeah never give up <laughs> always finds a way you know yeah that's true like and 
even though we think that we have such a big influence on our planet and we destroying a lot of things well yes that's true but nature is still much more powerful than us mm -hmm. like she can just you know flash us with the tornado or just like blow us with the hurricane mm. it's always more powerful no matter what kind of buildings we're gonna do and how much we're gonna destroy we can just die because not having a foot of our own stupidity you know and the nature gonna try nature gonna rebuild ourselves we have a great example the chernobyl after the uh, the uh, the atomic electricity um, mm. accident that there was like totally dead area for such a long time but it took much faster than everybody thought the, the forest came back the, the animals came back over there so yeah nature is super powerful I, I agree with you um, yeah it's it's got an intelligence way beyond our understanding I believe and it will always find a way you know and I I believe in the the wisdom of the earth and I know that if it if it needs to to create change it will create change um, it won't wait for us to yeah and I agree with also what you said before about that this moment here and now is perfect and everything is perfect and uh, yeah it is some for some people controversial but um, even nature is perfect and sometimes nature needs to destroy something to build something and mm -hmm. uh, even taking example of the the fires in the forest that might seems very scary because it's a fire but after the fire the soil is more, more rich and the more plants can uh, can grow and they can grow stronger because of this so there's always i think the key word is a balance so the 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 itching the you know combination of you know good and bad because that makes the world this perfect place and sometimes we just don't see the end result and we just see oh a fire but then we can see in 50 years a beautiful forest that mm. is stronger than the area that didn't have a fire on it so do you want to add something at the very end to the listeners from yourself something to summarize our conversation mm. yeah i what the words that are coming to me right now just from my heart is just trust yourself I really start to learn to turn inside and trust the wisdom within because there's so much going on outside right now like in our external environment um, you know and it's really important that we feel the truth of that it is it is what we're seeing is what we're hearing is what we're feeling that's going on right now is it true and is it true for me and what is true for me? Um, and what am I going to decide or what decisions am I going to make as a result of what feels true for me, not what's happening outside or what someone else feels is true or what someone else is telling us what is happening. Um, because everything that we need is within. And for me, you know, if I only had the connection to my heart, I have everything. Everything that I need. Nothing is needed you know because i know and i trust that the universe will provide and i know that sounds very spiritual and <laughs> and like out there but i you know i've had lived and breathed experiences where this has been shown to me and all i need to do is stay connected to my heart stay connected to my truth 
and stay connected to the wisdom within myself. And if I do that, then I have everything that I need and everything that I need will come. So this is what I say. I say this for you too. It's not just for me. I'm not special. This is within all of us. And it will always be within all of us. And all you have to do is stop and turn inside and listen and then act in alignment to what is calling in your heart. And it's as simple as that. I have chills. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. You're not the first person who is saying this in my podcast also. But I feel that it's still so important to, for me, bringing different people who are saying this to, to help my audience, uh, especially people who are not, you know, believing that this is so important mm -hmm. to, to, to show them that all kinds of people, they really feel truly successful if they have this connection, not with the money, not with the, you know, new Porsche or whatever thing, whatever car, you know, just with this mm -hmm. connection, because that's Uh, gives the, the true abundance, mm. authentic abundance. So yes, thank you so much for this conversation. And um, uh, you talk about where people can sign up um, for the for the moon cycle. But mm -hmm. maybe if you can just show, share your social media, how they can reach you on Instagram, on Facebook. Yeah. So um, it's at Kyla K Y L A and then W-I-1-1-I-A-M-S and that's Instagram, Facebook um, and also pa Patreon I think as well that I have that on there and then the website people can contact me right now through Amrita Rose Temple so that's www.amritarosetemple.com and I'm there until I rebirth into the next version of myself which is coming soon And um, yeah, so follow me there. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for listening. And just want to remind you about leaving a, uh, leaving a review on the Apple podcast to be a part of lottery for the giveaway or sending a um, direct message on Instagram or, or Facebook to Kayla or to me. My uh, account is that live that art it's k-a-r-i uh, both instagram and facebook and in the meantime i wish you a beautiful day make your life art yes thanks everyone for listening in i hope you've received exactly what you need in this now moment thank you so much mm -hmm.